Our country's political landscape is polarized to the point that we rarely hear each other. Larry Sharp has traveled the country and has personally visited every county in New York State, listening to people's concerns. The Sharp Way is a show where answers, solutions, and common ground can be found so that together we can forge a new way forward. The Sharp Way is the way to mutual respect, where no one has to convert to be heard, because you can be as liberal or as conservative as you want, as long as you aren't forcing your beliefs on others. Welcome to Sharp Way Radio. Oh, yes, it is Larry Sharp here on Sharp Way Radio, WYSL, Rochester, New York. The number to call to reach out to me after the first break. 585-346-3000. So glad you give me a small chunk of your afternoon. You know, I was thinking about, believe it or not, Chuck Grassley. Why would I be thinking about him, some guy from Iowa? Because back in 2018, when I was running for governor of New York, I thought he had done something that I was very impressed by. And it's actually called those who don't know, the full Grassley. What does that mean? He actually goes to every single county in Iowa. There are 99 of them. I think or 100, no, 99. And he's gone to every one of them. And I thought, that's impressive. I'm, I'm happy to do that. I said, you know what? I'm gonna do that too. I am going to cross every single county in New York State. There are 62 of them. And I said, I'm gonna go to them and I'm gonna call it the full sharp, blatantly stealing it from him. But at least I give him credit, right? I do. But in New York State, I do it. Now, some people will say, well, wait a minute, Larry. Other people have done it too. Other New Yorkers have done it too in the past. Well, two things. Number one, I have done it for six years in a row. Every year for six years, whether I'm running or not. So even when I'm not running, I will still cross this state and meet New Yorkers in every single county, every single year since 2017. Yes, I said I might run in 2017. I don't know if I've ever actually stopped running or not. I'm not sure. But anyway, that's when I started my run in 2017. Why do I bring this up? Because other people have done it, right? No, what they have done is gone from fundraiser to fundraiser. And if they're Democrats... Democratic fundraiser to Democratic fundraiser in every in every county, or if they're Republican, Republican fundraiser to Republican fundraiser in every county. Well, that's easy. They're going in to collect checks and to talk to people who are just going to tell them how awesome they are. It's all supporters, and it's all set up by the local party infrastructure. I don't do that. I literally say, I'm going to be in this diner. I'm going to be in this gun shop. I'm going to be in this place, wherever that place is, and it's always, always a locally owned facility in some way, shape, or form, whether that's a, literally a weed shop, doesn't matter what it is, right? I will be in some spot that is privately owned by a local individual, and I will show up and be there, and anyone can come, and sometimes I get one or two people, sometimes I get 30 or 40, all depends, doesn't matter, but I show up. So I actually am talking to and me and New Yorkers. Why does that matter? Because people are often shocked how much I understand about this state. They're shocked that some guy 
who lives in New York City can understand the entire state as well as I do. It's because I meet people and talk to them. And what I learned back six, eight years ago is two things. One overall and one at a local level and why the disconnect. The number one thing overall, what has made New York awesome since the 1600s, and I mean this across the state, for centuries, has been three things. Three Fs. They're not bad Fs, they're good Fs. Three Fs. Finance, farming, and forward thinking, meaning innovation. That's what's made New York State great. Again, from Buffalo to Brooklyn, doesn't matter. Those three things have made New York great. Our awesome farms, our insanely effective financing, and our forward thinking throughout the state. From the Erie Canal, right, to creating the the Twin Towers back in the 60s. And everything in between was the 70s. 60s, right? They made they started in the 60s, ended in the 70s. That's right. Yes. So the Twin Towers. Even them. Everything. That's what made us great. So when I was crossing the state looking for those three things, I saw them all disappearing. And I saw that so many people were being destroyed by finance, not helped by finance. I saw that so many New Yorkers were losing their farms, not building their farms. And that so many people who were trying to be forward-thinking, were being crushed for being forward-thinking. Don't do that. Shut up. So, so many of the small towns that I would visit, most of the people would make a living one of three ways. One, they work for some from a franchise, right? The Dollar General franchise or the Merry Maid's franchise or the McDonald's franchise. They work for some kind of franchise, where the owner of the franchise probably isn't even in that town, is in some city or even another state even, right? So they work for some kind of franchise, number one. Number two, they work for the government some way. Work for the local school system, right? The, the, the local courthouse. They work for the school. They work for the government somehow. Or three, they work for the one big thing in that town. Could be, and it could be government. It could be a prison. Could be that. But it could be the big Walmart it could be the big thing, right? The one big could be the school, the university. It's the one big thing in the town. The vast majority of people make their money that way or are somehow getting a check from the government or from a settlement. And I thought, how is that helping my state? How is that helping grow? Where is the forward thinking? Where is the awesome farming? Where is the helpful finance? Nowhere. But while that was happening, Across, particularly upstate New York, particularly not New York City. A lot of people in New York are like, well, New York City is doing fine, so why do we care? Well, we should care because New York City is not doing so fine. It's not. It's hurting too. There was a time when New York City was the mecca of all awesome talent would rush to New York City. And if you wanted great talent, if you wanted... 20 million people who are possible customers, you rush to New York City and you come to New York to be somebody. You might even come to New York State to be somebody. A lot of people did. We were very innovative. We made Mormonism. We are very innovative in New York State. Everything. Erie Canal to Mormonism. I don't know how I would put those in a sentence, but I did because that's New York. Oh, I'm sorry. That was New York. Not anymore. 
They're packing up and leaving like there's no tomorrow. We are losing hundreds of thousands of jobs. We are losing literally billions of dollars. They're packing up and leaving. And instead of our leaders saying, what has made New York State great? Let's fix that, which I have been talking about for almost a decade now. Finance, farming, forward thinking. That's how we fix it. Supporting those three. No, it's not that. It's put more government into every aspect of your life. The beatings will continue until morale improves. That is New York State's answer at the New York City level and the New York State level. In New York City, you've decided, hmm, a lot of the financial institutions are leaving. So what should we do? Let's tax them more before they go. That has been our answer. I'm not joking. Let's get as much as we can before they go. That has been our answer. Literally right now in New York City, there are give or take, give or take 25,000. I'm sorry, 25,000. I'm, I'm being way too low. There's going to be about 100 million square feet of commercial properties that are not going to be rented out. That's an apocalypse here. That's the end of the world here. That's the end of the, that's the, end of the city. It's over. Millions gone. Companies gone. Twitter's leaving. Kick's leaving. Think about that. Twitter and Kick are leaving? They're leaving New York. Yelp leaving. They're leaving New York City. Out. Why should I be here anymore? That's now you might say, I don't like Twitter, or I don't like Kick, or I don't like Yelp. I don't care if you like them. They were innovative companies that were providing people jobs. And as those people get those jobs, they have to live someplace, eat food, buy stuff, which gets more jobs and more jobs. They got to build new houses. They got to fix things. They got to buy appliances. All the things that are required to support these new lifestyles, people will make more money off of them. But those are going away. And what has been the answer? Sadly, nothing. Our answer has been, let's crack down on smoke shops. That's been our answer. Let's crack down on small businesses, beat them up. Let's defund everything that has any value to people in the city. And let's make it harder for people to live in this city. New York City is the most expensive place to live in, in America right now for businesses. Most expensive. And we wonder about living. And that's Time Out says that. It's not me. Time Out says that. There was a time, and the New York Times says this, when tech firms used to power New York, now they're leaving New York and destroying us. As they leave, we suffer. And everything around, because now that we don't have their money, well, now we can't have the cops. We got to punish them too. So now we got, I'm not making this up, 90,000 delivery packages in New York City stolen every day. But Larry, what's it got to do with tech companies? Well, when they're here paying taxes, we, can, we don't have to cut our cops and we can give them tons of money. They can do stuff. Can't now. Rise in subway crime now while we're putting in congestion pricing. So we're going to force people into a broken, dangerous MTA system. Why? 
Because Twitter's leaving. Because Kick's leaving. Because Yelp's leaving. So as the heavy hitters pack up and leave, the middle class is crushed. It's what I've been saying for years. And you might go, Larry, look, that's New York City. I don't care. I, it's, it's New York City. I don't live there. It's coming to you. What you see here in this city, and some of you get mad. You always talk about New York City. Yes, because it's coming to you. That's why. I'm on the front line. I'm complaining about the front line because I fight on the front line. Yes. And as I keep losing, the front line keeps moving. And it's moving to you. That's what you should be concerned about. If you are a New Yorker, three things. Farming, finance, forward thinking. Are your leaders saying that? If they're not, they're just hurting you. Am I wrong? You can tell me. 585-346-3000. Larry Sharp, WYSL, Rochester, New York. Sharpway Radio. Back with your calls and your chat. I see you after the break. Introducing a sobering and unavoidable truth. The latest advancements in artificial intelligence have made cyber attacks easier than ever before. Cyber criminals are relentlessly targeting your business right now, seeking the tiniest opening in your defenses to drain your accounts and steal sensitive data. Your finances and your customers' trust are on the line. Call the experts at Simple Tech Innovations now at 585-999-TECH to secure your business today. Don't wait until it's too late. Make the call today. 585-999-TECH. To live the quality of life we deserve in truth and freedom, informed by our Constitution, our laws, and traditions, we need to pick the best leaders possible. Recent experience certainly illustrates that. Free and accurate elections are essential if we're going to restore our society and safeguard our rights. New York Citizens Audit is a volunteer, nonpartisan group which has been lobbying for open-source audits of the State Board of Elections and reform of the electoral process statewide. Did you know Citizens Audit has uncovered over 1 million felony violations of election law? that in 2020 there were 625,000 more voter registrations than existing voting age citizens in just six New York counties, that there were 338,000 more votes cast than voters who voted. These are just a few shocking examples of the urgent need for reform. You can help. Visit AuditNY.com and learn the facts, how to volunteer, and make a difference in your community. Again, volunteer, donate, or spread the word. Start at AuditNY.com. That's AuditNY.com. Sharpway Radio on the WYSL stations. Oh, yes, it is Larry Sharp. Here on WYSL Rochester, New York, Sharpway Radio, 585-346-3000. Talking about New York City, how it's failing, how New York State is failing too, and how people aren't doing what they should be doing. Well, I shouldn't say that. Leadership isn't doing what they should be doing. That's that's a better way of saying it, of course. Let me grab a couple calls if I could. The first one is Keith. Keith, how are you? Uh, not too good, since it was just said in my ear that there's another caller following me, and I have to keep it short. I really hate We are. We have a bunch of people calling. It's true. 
All right, uh, starting with the dairy farms, uh, Wisconsin, which used to be the dairy state, but now it's truly California. Listen to this, everyone. In just 27 years, Wisconsin lost 75% of their dairy farms. Yes. 75%. So uh, I, I have a number of things to bring up here. Sorry to the other callers. But uh, how, do you, how do you, with your business acumen, what do you say when a state, uh, Wisconsin, former moniker, the dairy state, now losing yep. it to California, how do, how do you lose, big business-wise, 75% of your dairy farms, a state like Wisconsin? Your, your point is a very valid point. And I brought this up before. New York State is about to follow that, right? You are correct. New York State is about to follow that. We are on our way. That happens because of finance, because big finance finances big farms, and then big farms take over everything and do whatever they want to do with that land, whatever will make the most money. If that happens to be farming, they'll keep it. If not, they'll stop it. They will do whatever is required. And here's how we do it. We support our farmers and we treat them like they are small businesses. What does that mean? We don't treat them like farms. We give them the insurances of a small business. We give them um, all the, the possibility of loans, the possibility of investments, like small businesses, number one. Number two, we allow all farmers in New York State, if they want to, to literally sell and not follow federal guidelines if they sell only within New York State. So now they're immune from federal guidelines. That means all those slaughterhouse rules go away, right? Now it's local New York people doing local New York stuff. It supports farm to table. I'm still not done. Once you do that, you now support them again as businesses. So now if you're a dairy farmer and you want to make specialized products, like you want to make uh, specialized ice cream, craft uh, cheeses, whatever, you may do so and sell them locally to the best of your ability, having an advantage over the big brands. What does that mean? For those who don't know, in New York State, across the country, but he's on New York State, though, dairy farmers tend to be price takers. They sell their milk by the pound to the government, whether the government says that's what they get. Well... If more of them could be price makers versus price takers, what will happen? Some of them will create their own businesses on their own farms, keeping their children on the farms, which they don't need more in New York State. They go someplace else, which gives you better labor costs and keeps families together. So now those farmers begin to grow and they create craft products that people like. We saw it happen around New York State with beers and less milk on the market. Therefore, the price the government has to pay goes up. So those who are price takers get higher prices. Those who are price makers have better success. Did I answer your question, Keith? Well, with time running out, before I cut off, the problem is all you're saying will not be changed because of one-party rule. We're now finding out in closing that Trump did win the election going on four years ago. It was flat-out stolen by the Democrats. So what does it mean for a party like Libertarians, whether you like it or not, if Republicans cannot beat back the cheating Dems, and in closing, they want to roll Texas over in four years. They want to take Texas, which is going red, purple, and blue. Everyone listen. If we lose Texas, we've lost the country. Forget the great American experiment. If the Democrats steal Texas like they did the 2020 election, we are all done as Americans. I appreciate you, Keith. Let me answer those last two. All right, first one. Do Democrats want to take Texas? 100% yes. No doubt. You're true. They want to, and they've been trying to. And Texas is becoming a bit more purple. It's still red right now. I don't see them taking it this year at all. 
But I think Democrats are trying to get Texas. They're working on Georgia. They're probably going to get Georgia. It is working that way. You are finding that. And that's because the cities are growing, right? As the cities within these states grow, they become bluer. And that's how to take the, the states over. That's number one. Um, the second part you brought up, which was, now I've forgotten. There was something else I wanted to talk about. Someone in my chat, remind me. I will do that. Let me grab another call if I can. Um, caller, how are you? Peter, I mean, uh, Larry, Mike. Mike, what's going uh, on? Well, um, Steve brought up a great point. I was, bringing, I was thinking of uh, the dairy farmers, but I'm also thinking of forward thinking about um, our financial system leaving all that beautiful empty um, space in New York City empty. Why yes. don't we just why don't we just convert it into housing for all these great, beautiful, forward-thinking illegals that are coming here? Well, let me tell you about. The, let me cover that piece. Why people ask it all the time? It is really hard. That's the real reason. Remember something: when something is a commercial space or an office space, it's wide open. You've got a set of bathrooms and plumbing in the corner and that kind of thing. But when you all of a sudden decide to make this housing, well, now you've got to make everything smaller. You have to have plumbing for each kitchen and for each bathroom. It is a massive renovation. So now you do a massive renovation with all the rules and regulations within New York City, New York State. It'll cost you billions of dollars. Okay, who's now going to rent this thing for $5,000 a month? Who's going to rent a one-bedroom apartment in Manhattan for $5,000 a month? Are there people who will? Yes, but nowhere near enough to fill all that space. There are New Yorkers who make that kind of money who can't afford it. Absolutely, but not enough to fill all those spaces. It becomes financially impossible. Does that make sense? This isn't, this isn't you know, commercial. This isn't space for the average renter. This is, uh, this is the queen housing all these illegals that the Democrats and, the, and their slimy um, Republicans who sold out are allowing into this country. You got to house them somewhere. They're housing them on the street. Oh, for now, we could just take that empty space. Yeah, you know what? Just throw some more porta potties on the floors. Ah, no, no, no. Okay, see, this is the part. I'm glad you brought this up, Mike. Um, And you've not reminded me what Keith said. So I'm going to now kill two birds with one stone. All right, here's the reason why there's no money in that. There's tons of money in writing checks from Uncle Joe to all these people who own hotels. When people don't want to come visit New York City because it's so dangerous and expensive, well, then I can't fill my hotels. Well, I can put migrants in those hotels and Uncle Joe Biden will write me a check. Well, if I give that into some commercial space, Uncle Joe doesn't write me a check for that. That's not going to work. So the grift is why they won't do that part, right? That's the reason. That's a grift that Kathy Hope can now give out to her hospitality people who will now give her money and support in return. That is why. Plus, hospitality people, they're the ones who want to hire these people. This is win-win for them completely, and it keeps the entire industry in the pocket of the Democratic Party here in New York State. Now, to your point, number of Keith's point, he said, if Republicans can't beat them, how can libertarians? Here is the problem, and you brought it up, Keith. I'm sorry, you brought it up, Mike. Keith, the Republicans don't want to beat the Democrats in New York. They're happy the way things are in New York. How do I know that? I went to them in 2021 and said, I'm a popular libertarian. People like me. Back me, and I'll win. 
And they went, no. I said, great, then let me run in your primary as libertarian, the way Bernie Sanders is a socialist. He runs Democratic primary. Let him run that. I'm a libertarian. Let me run in your primary. I'll win your primary. When I do, we got a shot at winning this damn thing. Their response was, we're going to sue you off the ballot, Larry. Of course, Republicans can't win in New York State. They're not even trying. So they wouldn't. So I hope that answers your question, Mike, and yours, Keith. I hope I got two at one stone. It certainly did. All right, Larry. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Whenever you are thinking logic like Mike is, and what Mike is saying makes sense. I don't, I don't want you to think I don't agree with him. He's correct, and it makes sense. But then where's the grift for the people who want to steal all the money? See, that's the problem, Mike. You're trying to be ethical and savvy. Eh, you're not going to be good in politics, my friend. Don't join up. It'll be a problem. I hope that answered my questions. And you have some more you can tell me. 585-346-3000. Larry Sharp, WYSL, Rochester, New York, Sharpway Radio. Back with your calls. And I see your chat. I will get to it, I promise, after the break. Sharpway Radio on the WYSL stations. It is Larry Sharp here on Sharpway Radio, WYSL, Rochester, New York, 585-346-3000. Thank you for giving me a chunk of your afternoon. And I was thinking about something as I was talking to the engineer during the break. I remember a, a story of a guy who I met, I was in North Country. This is probably 2018, I think. And he said to me, he said, Larry, my farm, I'm about to lose it. And I said, that's terrible. He said, yeah. He goes, it's a sixth generation farm. I remember hearing that. And at first I was surprised by that. This is obviously six years ago. And I was like, wow, that's, and I thought to myself, no, New York State has been around for hundreds of years and families have been, running farms and businesses here for hundreds of years, six generations. Eh, that's not crazy at all. But again, me, city boy, that was interesting me to hear. But six generations could be gone. Maybe it already is. That, that gentleman has not come to one of my events since, so I don't know if he lost his farm or not. And I do events in North Country all the time. He has not come back. So I don't know. Maybe he left the state. Maybe he walked away. I don't know. But I never forget that. We have to support our farms in more ways than one, to include farming co-ops, family farms, whatever is the appropriate way that we can support them, we should. Absolutely. Joe was teasing me. He says, even Trump left. You're right. Even Trump left New York. (laughs) Yes. And to my point, they're beating him up on the way out, right? They're like, oh, you'll even take that. (laughs) That'll teach you to never come back. We are literally... Punishing more and more people as they leave. Oh, you're leaving? Take a punch. Yes, on the way out, 100%. Thank you for that, Joe. Just terrible. Michelle asked, where are they going? They're going south. It is rare that they go north. Once in a while, you will see them go to Pennsylvania or New Jersey as almost a side trip. 
then they almost always head straight down south. We just lost, was it Remington? We just lost them. Um, yeah, they're all heading down south. South Carolina, North Carolina, Florida, Texas. They're heading down south. That's where they're going, where it is a business environment that is better. And New York does not learn at all. New York does not say, wait a minute. All these people are leaving to go to states that treat them better. Hmm. Maybe we treat them better? No. Let's put them in court and find them because that'll make people happy. And some of you may, if you are a Trump supporter, you're obviously angry at the recent ruling against him, the 300 some odd million. But even if you're not a Trump supporter, you should still be worried because businesses are looking at that and going, wait a minute. He, there's no obvious fraud for a victim. There's no victim in this crime. And he has to pay $300 million. Is New York State just going to do that kind of thing to me too? Can someone just sue me for just whenever they feel like it? And there are companies now that are considering leaving, not because it's Trump, because of the judgment against him. So whether you support Trump or not, I don't care. Doesn't matter. That was not good for business, right? And to Joe's point, Trump left. So they punched him on the way out. And people are like, wait a minute, I better run before they punch me. Michelle goes on to say, Goldman Sachs and JetBlue are considering moving to Florida. That's true. Goldman Sachs threatened to go to Miami a while ago. The New York Stock Exchange, the New York Stock Exchange, one more time, the New York Stock Exchange was considering going to Austin. Yes, Texas. They're all considering leaving. And you would think again, this is to Mike's point. Common sense would tell you to not do things. But then how do I grift? And the part that bothers me most, and this is why Republicans don't care either. I know many of you listening are Republicans. Your party has sold you out. That's the key's point. Your, your party has sold you out. They're not trying to win. They recognize that New York State is ancient Rome and it's burning. And they just want to grift while the grifting is good. They're trying to take whatever they can to the best of their ability before they go. I'm trying to stay and save this damn state. Clearly, I'm smashing my head against the wall. So either I'm dumb or I'm crazy, whatever, but I keep doing it. Patty says, I know a New York dairy farm in Essex County that cannot afford (laughs) afford the fart tax. (laughs) Yes. Shut down, sold land to developer. Now there were 30 high-priced houses being built. And that's my point, right? Exactly my point to Keith. When high finance comes in, that's the developer. He's high finance. When he comes in and buys the land, he doesn't care what happens to it. If it's whatever makes money. If the farm can make money, he'll keep it a farm. If housing will be it, he'll keep it. He'll make it housing. If a solar farm will do it, he'll make it solar farm. He's only worried about paying his banker friends back. That's all he cares about. That is how Wisconsin loses all of its dairies, dairy farms. That's how New York is going to lose its too. We are on our way there. We're absolutely on our way there without, without question. You are correct, Patty. I wish you were wrong, but you are correct. Mike Voss is watching. He says, between demonizing conservatives and firing 34,000 doctors and nurses for following a Hippocratic oath to now arbitrarily deciding net worth and if loans are fraud after the fact, yes, Mike, that's what I was talking about. You read my mind. That's what the 
That is what the court did. Is a loan a fraud after the fact? Again, when there is no victim, New York State's destroying business. Yes. If there's a victim, right, if you can show me, ah, here's the person who lost their house. Here is the person who lost their business. Here is the person who made a bad decision based upon this. If you could show me that, I'm open, right? I'm not open to Trump getting away with stuff at all. I'm not open to anybody getting away with stuff. But to your point, Michael, where is the victim? Where's the guy or gal he screwed over in this case? If you could show me one, maybe I'm open to it. This is just a grift. We want some money before he goes out. We want to punch him before he goes out. And you're the part. It's, I'll go back to Cuomo. And I brought this up years ago when Cuomo was still our Lord and Master, our King, His Majesty, King Cuomo II, second of his name. He said, there is no place in this state for conservatives. He said that. And what was his punishment? Re-election. When he became King Cuomo grabber of butts, that's when he got booted. But the story of conservatives, banish of, of conservatives, eh, no worries. How, how do I know that doesn't matter? Because then Hochul said it too. She, remember she said, go to Florida? You're conservative? Get in the bus and go to Florida? She said that. Well, guess what? Conservatives also open up businesses. Conservatives also hire people. Conservatives also spend money. So I don't care if you don't like conservatives. They're valuable to be in your state. Anyone who says that doesn't want to grow the state. Michael, you are, you are correct. Then they fire all these doctors. Well, again, doctors spend money. Nurses spend money. They pay taxes. Why would I get rid of them? Bring more here. I'm going back to 2018 a lot. And it's really because I thought about that Grassley thing and traveling across the state. I really did this week, and it really stuck with me this week. And I'm glad we keep bringing this up. If you remember when I ran both in 2018 and 2022, people were like, well, Larry, how do you know if you're going to, if you win, how do you know if you made success? Here is my issue. I'm a business guy. My day job, what I do when I'm not doing this, is I'm a consultant for businesses, trainer, teacher, coach, all sorts of things for, for businesses. Well, I live in New York City. All the big business here is, is how I pay my bills. This is not pay my bills. <laughs> this is just because I love you guys. But that, that's how I pay my bills, right? And what I've always said is customers matter. If my customers are leaving me, I'm doing something wrong, right? Either my product is bad, I picked the wrong customers, I had bad marketing, something's wrong, right? I'm doing something incorrect. I'm targeting the wrong people, something. Well, if I'm governor and people are leaving my state in droves and they have been for a decade now, I'm doing something wrong. So how would I judge myself as governor? People say, well, you want people coming back? I said, I don't know if I can do that. What I'd want to do in the first four years is just stop the bleeding. Just stop the bleeding. Every single time I go someplace in New York State and I ask the question, how many people here are actively thinking about leaving or know someone close who has, every hand goes up. That wouldn't happen in most states in this country. It happens in New York State. Every hand goes up. They're either considering leaving or know someone close who has. And everyone who's in New York State who's listening right now, you'd put your hand up in the air right now too. You would too. And so would I. Mike, so would you. Absolutely. This is how it works. We have to change this fact. We need people to stop leaving 
and to want to stay. The, the, the beatings will continue until morale improves. It's not going to work. So thank you for that, Mike. I appreciate it. Robert says, try getting a license in the trade and then having to, to be child support certified. Oh, Rob, you bring up the issue. Family court, another thing I brought up. These are things that I've been talking about since 2018, and I can't get a Republican or a Democrat to talk about it. Keith, you talking about your Republicans? Where are they on this? Nowhere. Nowhere. They're not talking about family court. They're not talking about how, how the family court destroys men and makes them. If you are a deadbeat dad, and they exist. I'm not going to say all oh, dads are perfect. They're not. They're are deadbeat dads. If you are a deadbeat dad, the system's fine for you. You will hide your money. You will lie and cheat and get away with it. It works all the time. If you want to abandon your kids, the court will get mad at you, and that's about it. But what about if you're not a deadbeat dad, and you want to be around your kids, and you want to pay them, but you get into a bad spot, which happens to all of us. Your job leaves, you get fired, you get laid off, whatever. The courts punish you. Being a good guy or trying to be a good guy is when you get punished. If the courts, if you don't go in a deadbeat dad, the courts try to make you a deadbeat dad. You got to fight to not be one. That's our current system. Why the hell would you want to stay? People pack up and leave all the time. Even just for that. Robert, you're correct also. Wow, my chat is so brilliant. You guys are exactly right on all those things. Thank you, guys. I appreciate your input. Guys, are they right? Tell me. Sharpway Radio, WYSF, Rochester, New York, 585-346-3000. Back with your calls and more of your chat after the break. Introducing a sobering and unavoidable truth. The latest advancements in artificial intelligence have made cyber attacks easier than ever before. Cyber criminals are relentlessly targeting your business right now, seeking the tiniest opening in your defenses to drain your accounts and steal sensitive data. Your finances and your customers' trust are on the line. Call the experts at Simple Tech Innovations now at 585-999-TECH to secure your business today. Don't wait until it's too late. Make the call today. 585-999-TECH. Avon Gun and Hunting Supply, a locally owned and operated gun shop here for your hunting needs. With changes in New York State laws, they'll work with you to fulfill your needs. Open from 10 a.m. Tuesday through Saturday, Avon Gun, East Main Street, next to Tompkins Community Bank. Livingston County Pizza Company and Gluten-Free Bakery has a great deal on Tuesdays. A large four-topping pizza for $18, regular or gluten-free. Call 226-9575. Open Tuesday through Sunday. Livingston County Pizza Company and Gluten-Free bakery in Avon. In 1926, the Avon Fire Department put an Aaron's Fox pumper into service. It now sits fully restored in a museum near Toronto. Avon has an opportunity to bring the Fox home for its 100th birthday for a fraction of its appraised value. The Aaron's Fox Full Circle Preservation Society needs your help. Look us up on Facebook or call 615-6463. Let's bring home the Fox. Sharpway Radio on the WYSL stations. Oh, yes, it is Larry Sharp. WYSL Rochester, New York. Sharpway Radio. So happy that you're giving me a small chunk 
of your afternoon. I have been talking about, I've been nostalgic today. That's what I have been today. Talking about when I first started running for office here in New York State in 2018. And all the people I've met, all the places I've been, and just to regular places, meeting regular people, still doing it, doing this show for years now, right? It used to be called The Free Solution. Now it's called Shopway Radio. But I've been on, I've been on WYSF, I don't know, how many years now? You know, still sitting here doing this, talking this trash, trying to get people to believe that maybe I got some right answers, something, maybe somebody will follow me. That is what I'm hoping. I'm glad you guys are still listening. That I appreciate. I do want to grab a couple more comments. A lot of you guys are putting that. Um, Jeanette says, family courts hurt families. Yes. I wish that you were wrong, but you are correct. Uh, Dominic says, are the roughly 100,000 immigrants counted in the New York census? It would be a damn strategy to make it look like people aren't leaving. Yes, and this was an actual strategy. And actually, Mike Voss was the one who told me when this actually happened. It did. They changed how to count people. And if I remember officially, I believe it was, you could count them whether they were here legally or not. And that was a new change the year they counted the census. That was done. If it wasn't for that, New York State would have lost two. If I remember the rules right, I'm sure someone will correct me. New York State was going to lose two congressional seats, but only lost one because they counted all the migrants who weren't here legally, the, all the undocumented. So yes, that is literally a strategy. That's not a question. That is a strategy. It's one of the reasons why the numbers of people leaving New York State aren't as bad as they could be. And also, for many years, New York, people would say New York State was losing people. But in reality, it wasn't. It was just growing the slowest. And the reason why it wasn't losing was because all of the migrants who were coming. And that was for years before 2018. After 2018, it was just gone. Just they, they, so many people were leaving that even the immigrants coming couldn't stop. And even now, right, there are about 300 to 400,000 New Yorkers leaving every year and about 100,000 migrants coming in here undocumented. So do they say 400,000 leaving? No, they say 300,000. To your point, Dominic, that is actually being done. Yes, Michael responds, two definitely and possibly three. I didn't realize it was three. Wow, I didn't know that. So yes, um, they were uh, at least two. Yes, I thought that was true. I do appreciate it. Thank you for that, Mike. I appreciate that, yes. Valerie says, Larry, glad you're here. Share the show. Oh, Thank you for that. I appreciate that tremendously. Yes. So the the issue here I want to grab, as all the things we've been talking about, the idea of tougher licensing, the idea of a broken family court system, the idea of a court system that just decides to punish you after the fact with no victim, all these things, they can all be fixed. They're repairable. And I'm not the only guy who can figure this out, right? I'm not the, the, oh my God, Larry, you're the only guy in the entire world who can figure out how to fix these things. I, I would be magical if that were true. Clearly, that's not the case. Others could figure it out. This goes back to Key's point. Well, why aren't the Republicans in this state winning? They're not even trying. Why aren't we fixing these problems? They're not even trying. To be clear, The solutions that I've been talking about today, I've been talking about since 2018. Every person 
who wanted them could just take them. All they'd have to do is just call me up and say, hey, Larry, can I use your ideas? I would say, yes, please use them. I see them publicly. Just fix my state. I've said this more than once. I don't want to have to run again. I would like to just do my work, spend my time with my family, and that would be nice. Let someone else fix this state. If you want to fix this state, just go fix it. I'll stay home. They don't. You know what? Use me as your advisor. I'll do it for free. I'll give you my advice. Go fix the state. But they won't do it. But they will not do it. They won't change a thing. They're not even trying. I think I'm another call. Do I have another call? Yes, you do. Roger, how are yes, you, sir? You Good. So here's the thing. Nothing's going to change until we become a citizen ballot initiative state. Before Not that I know you were going to say that. Because we're the only ones that can fix this. Two problems, okay, with, like, let's say upstate. We yeah. might have an issue with infrastructure down here. They have no infrastructure upstate. A lack mm. of Internet connectivity. You don't have yep. Internet connectivity. Business is not going to come. Okay, this poses a problem because unless they just want to be completely cut off from society, no one wants to move into an area where there's no Internet connectivity because you need that to operate your business. Okay, so what we need to do is, um, I would say, a public bank to finance infrastructure projects that creates jobs in the public sector, that generates uh, new taxes, that gets deposited into the public bank that creates a surplus. This is the reason how North Dakota is able to keep taxes low but still have a surplus while financing their infrastructure. Right. You new, create a new, government. Uh, North Dakota is what the, one of the only states that has a public bank now. Is that correct? Correct. Since June of 1990. Okay. So you have now what you, what you do is you have that create jobs and infrastructure. You create a government jobs guarantee in infrastructure, not for bureaucratic stuff and not for punishing people or whatever the case is, but in infrastructure, okay? You build out that infrastructure. Now you create the, the, the opportunity for business to come back, but we put investment toward worker cooperatives, okay? So now the See, now worker- you got me. See, that's, this is the part, and you and I have talked about this many times, and I think that the, the, the audience needs to hear Yes, I like the concept because of that second part more than the first. I don't mind the infrastructure piece. I'm okay with that. The infrastructure is fine. We've got to build it anyway. They're going to they're gonna make us pay taxes for it anyway. Okay. But the idea of supporting co-ops through a local credit union slash public bank, I like tremendously. I think that helps to save farmers. I think it helps to build local businesses out. I think it gets people to care more about their individual areas. You add that now with a a citizen's um, ballot initiative. And I think that covers what Darcy just asked. Darcy just said, what do you think of Senator Chuck Schumer announcing $108 million for vaccines in Rochester? And she says, as someone in Rochester, there are many other things we need here than that. With your citizen's ballot initiatives, Roger, she could handle that. She could fix that. Exactly. Put it in the people's hands. Because y'all politicians, I know, I know you know what you're doing, Larry, but you politicians don't know what y'all doing. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter whether it's Democrat or Republican. Look, it's one evil party with two separate names. 
They call it Democrat and Republican. I call it Satan and Lucifer. Okay. So in a <laughs> well, there we matter, go. You know, but yeah, I like that. We're gonna have to fix this issue. Yeah. I like that tremendously, Roger. Thank you so much for the call. I appreciate it. All right, no doubt. Look, the the, the piece that I like about this is I know some people don't like public banks. I get it, but he's talking about fixing something. That's the most important piece. Getting something done, trying to fix things, and more people like Roger, more people like Keith, people who want to fix things, the better. Not people who just want to grift while the grifting's good. That's for sure. Guys, thank you so much for giving me a chunk of your afternoon. I will see you all very soon. I will fly.